the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by our mini helmet contest. The SGP mini helmets are now in the store and we're giving one away for free. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. And football bingo is back. This time for the NFL Christmas Day slate. Free to play. Every bingo gets a $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast. I got the name right, Baz, first time. There's a big tick on the Let's Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am here in Newcastle upon Tyne, northeast of England. Uh, joining us from a little bit further south uh, is Mr. Barry Penaluna with this lovely brick wall. And you put your Haaland shirt up there, Baz. Looking good. I've got my Haaland. Got Haaland this week. Yeah, why not? You know, why not? More around the league. We'll change it up every week, you know, according to who's uh, who's in fashion. But top scorer in the Premier League, setting the thing alight before the World Cup. So yeah, we've got Mahaland this week. He's he's uh, he's on the wall. Yes, today is um, Friday, December the twenty third. Uh, we've got a full slate of Premier League games from Boxing Day through to the twenty eighth. Uh, three days worth of action, um, and a full slate of ten games. And we are carrying straight on where the World Cup gambling podcast. Left off, we've changed a few things. We've changed our Twitter handle. We've changed the name, the the stream. We just need to change the artwork reader. We're just waiting for the, the arty man to get it done. Um, and you could probably detect, Baz, and this is the best news of all, I feel a little bit better soon. You know, I thought I was going to do it. We, we were all worried for a while. It was you know, People were lighting candles and that, weren't they? There was vigils yeah, yeah. out there did, on the uh, street. I did wonder, because when you joined this, uh, our sort of... Pre, uh, pre-feed before we went live the first thing you did when you put your headphones on was coffee your guts up uh, so I assume you still <laughs> had a bit of a, a remnant of it like but good yeah you're feeling better right don't make me laugh that's one really I know you don't often make me but try not to because I will cough me guts up but um and you know it's such I forgot what it's like to feel a bit normal Baz so I've got a little bit delirious like I've got a bit doolally just because um I've been so miserable for about a month um so yeah that's great news Baz um and this now also, this feels like the start of a new season. I really enjoyed sitting down today. So I got me jotting around, sat at the desk. I was like, come on, concentrate. Um, feels like the start of a new season. Because um, it was such a long time ago that we saw Premier League stuff. Um, I feel like everyone's back equal again. I can't really remember who was shit pre-break and who was playing well. And then I was forgetting things like, who's got the new manager? What's the new Southampton manager? Where's he come from? And has the Wolves manager done anything before now? I was right. I was thinking, right, is there going to be new manager bounce? But I couldn't remember how long he'd been there. Um, so it does feel like sort of day one, um, all over again. Although it's not, but things unavoidably are going to be different. Um, we when we recapped the World Cup, we kind of talked about 
what effect it would have on certain players, on certain teams who've had lots of players away. Would people be over the moon delighted or would people be uh, a little bit, have the, have the hangover uh, from a World Cup? So um, how did you feel handicapping these games, Baz? Was it, was it easy for you? Um, no, there's a few trickier than others. I mean, I've got, got my sort of mind on, on teams who I think might, might come out a bit stronger than others. Um, yeah, we... I mean, as I say, there was a few games where, where we had to put a bit more effort in, have, have a little look, but really looking forward to getting back in in amongst it. Um, as I say, it was good to have the, the League Cup back this week and have a bit of uh, League Cup action. So we've, we've got a little bit of uh, f- form there. I, I do, you know, think those teams who did have a League Cup fixture this week might have a little bit of an edge in terms of having a, that bit of a sort of competitive head start. Um, where other teams have been having to throw in the odd friendly and stuff. Uh, so teams like you know Man City, Liverpool should should be ready to sort of hit the ground running um, from Boxing Day or or the twenty eighth, twenty seventh. Um, so yeah, look, looking forward to it. Yeah, I think the teams there was what seven or eight, nine, ten Premier League teams in action this week. And I think they just went for it, didn't they? Really, they was all funny, you know. Uh, I was meant to go to the Newcastle game, I didn't because I didn't want to be. Ill. I had to work last night. Um, so I didn't want to make myself even worse. So I didn't go to the Bournemouth game. Um, but I thought Newcastle played well. Bournemouth looked quite sharp as well. We're competitive right up till the end. Um, I did miss... I missed Liverpool-Man City last night, or Man City-Liverpool. Um, but by the sounds of it, they just took up um, where, where they left off and just both went for it. Like, sounded like a good game, Bas. Yeah, I watched a bit of it. I mean, I had one eye... We had a bit of a... Uh... Festive gathering at our house last night. We had friends oh, nice. around, kids around. It was a bit of a houseful. So we did have it on in the background. So sort of saw all the goals and the highlights of it um, without really sort of taking in the full game. But uh, yeah, some good good finishing there. Good goals. Excellent. Um, right, Bas. We know, we know we like to have the uh, the production meeting rather than doing it before the show starts. We like to do it now. Well, you, I say we, me. Um, right. Are we going to have any Christmas chat? Do you want Christmas chat? Yeah, we can have a bit of Christmas chat. What I mean, what, what, what do you want to say? Of, well, now we are see. Okay, here, Christmas chat. Um, here's a here's an event we had in the household the other day. You'll like this one. So I come home from work the other day. There's a card on the mat uh, to all the family on the front of the envelope. So you open it up, and the card says to. Is that what it says to all the family? Yeah. Right, okay. So we opens the card up, it says to Helen and Baz. Yeah. Uh, Helen and Baz and the kids. Yeah. And then it says, hope you have a warm Christmas. <laughs> um, look forward to catching up with you in the new year. Uh, lots of love. Natalie, Nat- Natasha and Mike and the little ones. So I looked at Helen and, you, and says, Who's Natasha? And you've got and no idea who Natasha and Mike are? No, not a clue. So I just looked at Helen and I said, That's Helen, amazing. And she says to me, I've no idea who's Natasha and Mike. And I was sitting there thinking, well, could it be them that moved in down the street the other day? They've got kids. And I was like, but they wouldn't know um, Hel- or Helen. They wouldn't know I'm Barry. Who's calling me Baz? You would, you know, only people that call me Baz are people who are familiar with me. So then I'm racking my brains. I'm thinking of the football team. Is it some of the parents from the football team? Um, thinking of the little ones football team. This is tremendous. And I'm saying to Helen, I'm saying, Helen, 
text the next door neighbour. Ask her if she knows who Natasha and Mike are. Uh, text the WhatsApp group with all the other parents. Ask if anyone knows who Natasha That's and Mike are. a dangerous game, that though, Baz, if you're out yourself. Drove us mad, right? So, drove us mad for a couple, good couple of hours, like. Um, and in the end, the eldest daughter, 12 year old Chloe, just turned yeah. around and comes clean and said it was her. Pranked <laughs> us both, like, and she played it perfectly because she was sat there, her and her friend. So she'd had a friend round that afternoon, yeah. And seemingly, her friend had done exactly the same prank to her parents the day before. And they sat there straight faced for about two That's hours. Outstanding, me and Helen were just absolutely bamboozled. And we were like, Do you know who this who could this be? Did you not see who posted the card? Uh, Chloe was like, No, nah, no, I never seen anyone, it was just on the door, on the you know, on the mat. Uh, so, a uh, brilliant, fair play, like hands up. She absolutely done us. It was a uh, really good crack for a 12 That's top family. class. Apparently, yeah, she's told I'm, you. I'm, I'm told it's a TikTok trend. Uh, so ah, okay. From, from there, but, oh, I'll uh, watch for that then. Um, I'll tell you what I like most about that, Baz, are the names Natasha and Mike. There, that's a p- perfect, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't know where they come from because seemingly when they've done the prank the day before with uh, with the other parents, they yeah. have two different names completely. Oh, okay. Um, but there was there was there was clearly a reason why it said Helen and Bar, so it got you thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything was because then I was saying it can't be someone in the street because why would they say look forward to seeing you in the new year? <laughs> like as if they wouldn't see us beforehand. Like so, yeah, brilliant. I, I enjoyed that. I had a good laugh about that. The only reason why that wouldn't work on me is because I don't know who anybody is. I, like, I can't remember anything ever. I've got you would open awful... that you and you just put it on the, put it down the side. Yeah, if I went down and looked now, I don't know how many cards there might be next door. There might be half a dozen. I might know 20% of the people on there. So it would kind of be a little bit lost on me, but yeah, hats off. Um, now, the Christmas, like, I'm not a big fan of the forced fun at any time of the year. The forced family fun. And someone saying, oh, this is a tradition, you have to do it. The more someone says that, the less inclined I am to do it. Like, as it happens, this year I've been quite lucky, Baz, and that I don't have to do anything because, and this is ridiculous, my mother has decreed, right? Don't ask us why. Um, everyone's staying in their own house by order of my mother. So my sister and me and Amy, cousin Amy, uh, my cousin, niece, she mean niece, I don't know, um, my sister's kid with her two kids anyway no one's allowed out so if Lindsay wanted to go to Amy's the kid they can't everyone just has to stay in their own house I mean well that's just decided I've, but you, you well, I don't mind because I don't want to go anywhere and I don't want anyone to come to me but, but the, so I like I'll text me mother do you want to come up no we're all staying in our own house and she's messaged everyone the same and just informed them that they're not allowed out Fucking crazy talking it. Oh, bizarre. I mean, we do that anyway because I haven't got any family within a 150 yeah. mile radius. Uh, so, Christmas Day, we always spend at home, just the four of us, which I do like. Um, it is nice to be able to sort of, you know, have me dinner, have a few drinks, and then just chill out for the day and not have to do anything. But then we do yeah. a lot of traveling in between Christmas and New Year. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, all the in laws will go and visit my, my uh, family and stuff back up in Newcastle, will be there over the New Year, I think. Um, so, yeah, I do like having Christmas on my own. Um, it's good to just have the four of us and not have the hassle of travelling to somebody else's and then not being able to have a drink because you're driving around and all of that sort of thing. Um, but it does well, mean think... you've got to cook your own dinner this year then, Malcolm. Well, I, I, I will often, you know, I, I like I like fanning it on in the kitchen. It's one of my things. But after after Mary's decree of no one can 
leave the house. Um, we can do what you want for Christmas dinner again, not force down the traditional route because they, I've said before, the kids diet is terrible. Um, so I basically ask them all individually what they want for dinner. I put like menu style, like a la carte. So Betty wanted gammon steaks, Bob wanted beef steaks. Um, so I, well, I've got some lovely gammon steaks. I've got some ribeyes. I've got a guinea fowl, one guinea fowl, which I'll cook all. And I've got some duck legs. So I'm basically just going to do all that. And so everyone, it's just going to be a bit of a meaty, lots of slabs of meat that the people will then have with a, all the roasties and the veg and all that will go with it. But I haven't been forced down the uh, turkey road, Baz. Um, it's just going to be a bit of a bit of a come as you please, yeah? So Mary's decree has worked out in my favour, like, which is good. Uh, you turkey on the barbecue? Uh, I love I, I love my Christmas dinner, and I do love t- a traditional Christmas dinner. So I will have turkey on the barbecue. Um, I'll have roast gammon also done on the barbecue. That'll be done usually Christmas Eve, and I'll have a, a few wedges of that while it's hot straight off the thing um, with a Christmas Eve cheese board and, and a bit of fresh gammon. So yeah, gammon, turkey, pigs and blankets, all the trimmings. That's that's me on Christmas Day. Like I, I love it. Beautiful. I've got a got a bit flash with a starter this year. I've got some. Oh, how about then? Oh, nice. With black pudding. Yeah. Uh, crispy pancetta and a pink puree. Yeah. yeah, oh, classic. Like uh, yeah, me, I'm aware. Well, I, it's, a, it's a classic combo, Baz. You can't doubt it. Like, I can't eat the peas. I'm, a, uh, I'm allergic to peas, aren't I? Um, so you'd have to... You'd have to have me. I'd have to have a different puree, but yeah, I like. I look. I nearly bought some uh, split lobsters yesterday when I was out and about. But I thought that I would be the only one who ate them, so I thought that was one extravagance uh, too far. When I had a, a guinea fowl and some duck and some ribeyes and everything on the go, I thought a lobster on top of all that was a little bit, a little bit swish bad uh, in these tough economic times. Um, unless we pick some winners to pay for it all, Baz. Um, the plan, I think for the show, generally speaking, uh, is to throw out Premier League picks. We'll pick all the games in the Premier League. Um, we will have a look around to see whatever else is on, if there's anything else catches our eye, if there's a, a Milan derby, if there's a Glasgow derby, if there's some Friday night championship rubbish we want to have a look at. Um, we'll cover the FA Cup, the Carabao Cup, when that gets back going, all the international. So basically, whatever we want to have a look at, we'll have a look at. Um, I reckon we'll bash out a review show once a week and some fantasy stuff as well. Uh, Baz, I know you do a lot more fantasy than me, uh, but we're already trying to line up a few fantasy guests. Um, so we can maybe do the review show with the fantasy all at the same time. Um, and we're just going to add some features as we go. We discussed adding the tit list, Baz, already, um, which is going to be a list of tits. Um, but we're not gonna, I've only got four tits at the minute, so we're not going to start the tit list just yet. We considered the cultural exchange, Baz, which is a little bit of an extension to the lifestyle situation, um, which will be things like comedy and music, because we talked a little bit about that World Cup, didn't we? Um, And I bet you still haven't watched the thing you were meant to watch. So what we'll do is we'll make you watch it, and then you can report back. And with a lot of our audience being American as well, I think we can... uh, That's why it's a cultural exchange, is that they can throw some American stuff at us, and we can throw some very British stuff... um, the American way. And one other thing, right? will we get cancelled, Baz, if we do footballers who look like lesbians? Is that allowed? Oh, I, I mean, know. who, some, who some will we offend in like there? That, uh, Sorry? Uh, that some people might not like it. Uh. Right, I mean, who, who are you thinking? Conor Gallagher? There you go. What perfect, Baz. There you, number one on the list. Most of the Croatian World Cup squad 
Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, Joey Barton. Yeah, controversial. Well, he's after. Do you see? You start anyway. Maybe that I'm was a hit list. I'm not so sure about your latest suggestion. Right. So Barry's course. Had the... I'll put a question mark, Baz, next to footballers who look like lesbians. Um, finally, Barry, how much are we going to try and keep our biases to a minimum on this show? Because what, why I like this sports gambling podcast network a lot because it's an American thing, why I can do the MLB show, why I can play fantasy American sports, is because I don't give a shit to wins and losers. I don't have that history. When you listen to all the other shows, people sit right, I'm not picking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I hate them. I can't pick against Tom, I can't pick Tom Brady because his team beat my team in 2004. And this is what we're now going to be like with football. Like, can we pick Liverpool? Can we pick Jordan Pickford to do anything good? Can we pick Hereford United in the Cup because they knocked Newcastle out in 1973? These are the things we're going to have to deal with, which I haven't had to deal with before on a show. So how prepared are you to, to deal with all of that? Um, I, I think I'll be all right. I'm, I'm fairly okay with backing teams that I don't like anyway because it almost becomes a win-win scenario. That is true, actually. Yeah. I've seen you do that. Sort of happy. So... You know, if I back Liverpool and the drop points, and it that that's fine with me. Um, you know, plenty of teams, as you as you said before, as a Newcastle fan, we pretty much don't like anyone, do we? Uh, that's not but, just as a football fan doing it. That's just you yeah, know what. Absolutely. And I'm nothing personal with anyone. Like, I don't think they want us to like them. I don't want other people yeah. to say nice things about Newcastle. Like that's the point, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like, that's why it exists. So, I know, obviously, I, look, I sit there drinking up my black and white mug talking about how biased we're going to be. Like, um, I mean, this, when it comes down to Newcastle picks, it's it's, it's changed. Because if you'd come to me last year in the form we were in and the state the club was in, I'd have no problem backing against Newcastle every week. It, just, it was the only positive thing, was it? You could win money on them every week. Um, so, it becomes harder this year because we are playing well. And then you're still... We've sort of got that carryover from the last few years of, of absolute crap. You still think it's going to go wrong at some point. <laughs> yeah. um, so it is still difficult for me to back Newcastle with loads of confidence every week. I mean, it's yeah. a bit easier. Um, and you think you're going to jinx them as well. I always think I'm going to jinx yeah. them. You know, I'm a nervous watcher. I'm a nervous better. Like you said, how many times it worked, like bollocking Johnny Junder for celebrating when Newcastle go one up. And I oh, well, that's it now. We're definitely going to lose in the last minute because someone said something. And it's obviously just not true. But um, I did also kind of write down, Baz, we might have to have a Newcastle timer. I think, like, we, can, we can't dedicate more than, like, three minutes for a show. We're going to have to hit it like a chess clock. The minute someone starts talking about new, bang. And we've got three minutes total. And then that when it's up, it's up. Like, we'll yeah, just have that's, to... That's fine, yeah. But we'll, uh, we'll cross that bridge when it comes to it once um, we think it's been too Newcastle heavy. Um, okay, so we've got a full programme starting on Boxing Day. Um, how many games are on Monday, isn't it, Boxing Day? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Two Before games start, on the... Ch- yeah, go on. We'll start with Boxing Day. Can I just throw out something? Re-Boxing Day fixtures. Re-Boxing Day fixtures, Baz, yes. Boxing Day fixtures. Last year, six games. Yeah. How many goals? 29. 28. You know the answer? Was it? Hey, do I win a prize? 28 in six games last season. Um, so, whether there's any uh, any sort of 
trend there. I've not looked any further back, but I, I had a feeling it crossed my mind. I was, I was I had in my mind. I'm sure there was tons of goals last box. I've had a look. There was a six. What were they? Man- what were the scores? Two Man- beat two. Beat I can't remember six. any of that. Yeah, Man City beat Leicester six three. Arsenal beat Norwich 5-0. Spurs won 3-0 against Palace. West Ham 2, Southampton 3. Villa won Chelsea 3 and Brighton 2, Brentford 0. Um, okay. So lots of overs, uh, you know, over 2.5 and 5 of the six games. Only the Brighton game didn't. But yeah, um, whether it's a bit of a Christmas hangover or whatever, um, but definitely worth noting, lots of goals in the uh, Boxing Day fixtures this time okay. around last year. Nice. Baz comes in with a stack bomb early on. Um, you always find like, if you go to the game on Boxing Day, regardless of how crap Newcastle were, um, bang the chess clock, mention of Newcastle, um, you did feel like there was something possible on Boxing Day or like these holiday games, the game in between or the New Year's Day game. They're like memorable. Like, can you remember certain games where we've gone in? Like, I remember the beating Man United with that David Edgar goal. Like, that was a New Year's Day game, I think. Um, you remember the Peter Beardsley hat break, Sunderland 3-1, New Year's Day. And, all right, I'm going back to 1984. But these things always seemed possible like on a, on a boxing day. Often local derbies because people didn't travel. I mean, they, they tried to keep that relatively local. Just, yeah, they have, yeah. It's relatively local this time round. Obviously, uh, yeah, Southampton, Brighton, South Coast, the, all the... London teams play each other. So, yeah, it's easier for local fans to travel. So there's always a little bit of an added, added edge there with the local game. So I think you're absolutely right, but I say, a couple of the games I handicap later on, I wrote down about that stupid graphic that someone always um, posts of, like, the Boxing Day scores from 1954 or whatever, where, you know, Burnley beat Rotherham 9-4 and then Sunderland beat West Bromwich Albion 6-5 and uh, there's, like, 109 goals in... 12 Division 1 games back in the day so um, but yeah it, it does look like a fun a fun card to handicap I really did enjoy getting my getting my teeth into it uh, we need to get into it Baz um, yes. we'll do that though after I've told you about our sponsors here headline sponsors Winbet the official online sports of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network Winbet active in a bunch of states and there are tons of ways to win including live betting and same game parlays Plus for the hashtag DGENs only, try your look at WinBet's Parlay Wheel. Great promos, odds and payouts happening right now at WinBet. Sign up today, receive a special offer bet. $100, win $100. Limited to state availability. Loads to choose from. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough win bets available. If you were someone who has a gambling problem, call 1 800 0 Don't forget to enter the SGP mini helmet contest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. And football bingo. Football bingo. I played on Thanksgiving. I nearly got a bingo. I think I got four in a row. Um, if you get five in a row um, and make your line, you get a $100 SGP and gift card, which is um, for NFL on Christmas Day. I think there's three Christmas Day games, Baz, which has absolutely delighted me. Um, nothing more painful than trying to find something to do uh, with the family at about 8pm on Christmas Day when everyone's sick to death. Um, so exclusively on the SGPN app, uh, download that and get your bingo card. So yeah, plenty to look forward to. Um, okay, we will start with, we're going to go chronologically 
because it seems sensible, Baz. Uh, Monday, the 26th of December, 12.30 kickoff. Brentford against Tottenham. Brentford are the... Uh, they were 11-4. There's been some a little bit of a drift here. Uh, they're now out to just short of 3-1. to one. Brentford, plus 290. Uh, the draws are 13-5, to five, plus 260. Tottenham are the short price favourites. 19-20, to 20, a price of minus 105. Um, this was one of the trickier games, I think, on the card to pick. Um, the, the two big unknowns here, for me, are the reactions of the two centre-forwards to different things. Uh, Ivan Tony has been charged with 20 million uh, different allegations of betting on football when he's not allowed. Um, although we kind of knew that was coming, so it'll be interesting to see how Ivan Tony reacts when he's going to be in the spotlight, really, for the first time since that broke. And then the other number nine, Harry Kane, um, how he's going to react to blazing that penalty over the crossbar for, for Tottenham, because he is a huge part still um, of what Tottenham do. So I think Spurs always look vulnerable to me, and that's because Conte is so negative. They've kind of got, they've got one way of playing, and when it goes a little bit wrong, that just throws them into a little bit of turmoil. They can't get away with it. They got away with it. Last time, when they're forced to, uh, they won that game 4-3 against Leeds, having found themselves 3-1 down. But they do tread a very fine line. And I just think Conte is too, um, just too negative. Uh, Richarlison is out for four weeks for Tottenham. Benton Kerr's out as well. I think Brentford are always dangerous. Um, they beat Man City, um, if you remember that. Last time out, seems like an age, again, an age away. It always feels like... Um, You've got a chance when you back Brentford. I think they're decent at home. This is one of those games that you just think, Boxing Day, early start, local derby. Um, the over two and a half has cashed um, in seven of the last eight games that these two teams have played. So the last four games each, four games for Brentford, four games for Tottenham. Uh, seven of eight has gone over two and a half. Now that's at a price of four to five. Um, but I'm going to take Brentford out right here at... Um, just short of three to one, a price of plus 290. I decided, Baz, I'm not going to play little percentages or units. I'm not going to sit here and say I want Brentford or the draw at four to five or something like that. What I've done is take these games in isolation. If this game was a Monday night game and I was sitting with 20 quid to bet on it, I wouldn't bet it on Brentford or the draw. And I'm not just going to nurse that in an attempt to say, okay, we bet 10 units and we returned 11 and a half units. I'm going to put the bet on that I would put on and I would bet Brentford here at just short of three to one uh, to beat Tottenham, Baz. Yeah, not bad. I mean, I haven't gone with Brentford, but I mean, for each of my games, I've sort of put in a, a predicted score, but it's it, it, it's not, I've then worked to sort of pick out around that. Um, and I started with sort of 2-2 two, two here, Brentford, Spurs. So I, I do feel Brentford can get some of the Spurs. They're a good side at home, Brentford. Um Speaking of Ivan Tony and his and his betting shenanigans, did you know that Ivan Tony's initials are I bet? Did you know that? I think that rings a little. Yeah, it does rings a little bell, bad. Yeah, Ivan Benjamin Elijah Tony. I I Dude, bet. What are the chances are there, man? He does as well. Um, <laughs> you're right. Richarlison's out for a while. I think. I don't think that'll particularly harm Spurs. It should mean more game time for Kulusevski, and I think. Spurs are a much better team with Kulusevski in the lineup. Um, I've gone with in this game both teams to score. Uh, it's a short price around four to six. 
Um, looking at the recent games before the break, both teams to score came in the, the last three for Brentford, um, the last four of Spurs games. Uh, both teams scoring well. Spurs away from home, scoring 86% of games. Uh, I think they've only been shut out once away from home this season. Um, both teams to score. Coming in around the sort of mid-60% of, of games for, for both of these teams. So it's probably a fair price, 4-6. to six. Um, But yeah, I definitely see, you're right, I think Spurs could be vulnerable. Um, but equally, it's, it's not very often anyone shuts Spurs out. Uh, so both teams to score as a pick for me here. Okay. Um, on to the three o'clock games now. Um, these five games, I think, all in the afternoon. Uh, first one is Crystal Palace against Fulham. Crystal Palace are 21 to 20, plus 105. The draw is 13 to 5, plus 260. Fulham on the road are 5 to 2, plus 250. Bars lead us off Palace v Fulham. Yeah, I like this game. This was this was one I've, I've got quite strong feelings on. Um, just bringing up my notes for the game. One second. Um, so yeah, there's something that did throw a spanner in the works for us here. Is um, Silva's press conference today announced that Mitt Rose yeah doubtful. Um, so so Alexander Mitrovic. He didn't mention any kind of injury, so I don't know if it's just been a lack of training or, or whatever, he's, whether he's missed a bit. Um, so, my initial pick that I really liked here was Mitrovic to score any time at 2-1. to one. So, obviously, that is dependent on him being in the starting lineup. If he starts, um, he's on set pieces, he's on penalties. Fulham have had more penalties than anybody this season. They've had five penalties awarded. Uh, he's already scored nine and 12 games. So, getting 2-1 to one for someone who's scoring sort of three and four games. Um, two, two to one, I, I like that. Um, but obviously, if he's missing, we'll, we'll be looking for something else. So there's a couple of things, both teams to score in this game um, at four to five. Both teams to scores come in 80% of Fulham games this season. That goes up to 86% of games when they're away from home. Um, Palace have both teams to score in 56% of their games, but that rises to 70% when they're the home team. So some really big, big stats there in terms of how often that both teams to score comes in, particularly when Palace are at home, um, but also when Fulham are away from home. So the both teams to score are 4-5, to five, I think it looks really good value. Uh, but if Mitrovic starts, I also like the Mitrovic to score any time. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Fulham they finished off a little bit dodgy, but but they did play Man United, Man City. They lost those last two games before the break, but that was without Mitrovic. Prior to that, they were unbeaten in five, and they've only failed to score in two games out of fifteen this year. So again, Fulham have always got goals in them. It does help massively if Mitrovic is involved. Hopefully, he is, and if so, I'll take Mitrovic at twos, and the both teams to score four to five. I've seen quite a few managers, Baz. Um commenting about the players who came back from the World Cup being less fit than the players who've seen at home. Uh, so, yeah, something to watch. Maybe laugh. But... said the exact opposite, didn't he? Oh, OK. He, I thought he, he said, said Phillips he said was... those that have been away have been training, playing, and those that have been at home have done a bit of training and a bit of being on holiday and all of this lot. So yeah, that's, what, yeah, yeah, that's said, what I meant, yeah. He said Haaland and the likes are probably further behind than those that have been in the World Cup, which is... Yeah, I think yeah, that, yeah, that was that was that was my point as well. I, I, I might have said it the wrong way around, but the wrong way around, um, I think, yeah. yeah, okay, because uh, he was 
Uh, Calvin Phillips, I think, was his point in question there. But um, So it made me laugh when you said you like this game because the first word I've got written underneath this is rubbish. Um, both teams inconsistent. There was no trends. I didn't find many trends in terms of overs, unders, etc. Palace are one of those teams, perhaps, who are going to exist by beating other average teams at home. That's just going to be their thing, I think. In their last three home games, they've beaten Southampton, they've beaten Wolves, and they've beaten Leeds. Um, and that looks like the handicap for me. The, the, that looks like a direct comparison for what they need to do against Fulham. Um, they're okay at home against an average to poor team. Um, so give me Crystal Palace on the money line. Uncomplicated. Uh, Palace to win outright, 21 to 10, plus 105. Uh, next up is Everton against Wolves. Everton are plus 130, 13 to 10. Outright, the draw is at 9 to 4, 225, and Wolves are 11 to 5, plus 220. Um, bit of a bum fight, this one. Ugly looking game. Um, it's impossible to take Everton at the minute until they show something different. Um, still got no um, dominant Calvert Lewin. He's out injured. I think he's important for them if they're going to do anything this season. Um, the hope here with Wolves is that they get some new manager bounce. Um, out of Lopetegui, the new gaffer. Uh, they went through in the cup the other night. But they need to, they need to score some goals. Um, they've just been so turgid for quite a long time now. It's got staler and staler wolves. Because a little while ago, they were all right. They, they were sort of hanging around seventh, eighth in the league in quite recent memory. Uh, Pedro Neto's out for a couple more months. At home, Everton have picked up eight points from seven games. Uh, wolves have picked up two points away from home. Um, I've got nothing to go on here, Baz. This is ugly. I'm going to give new manager Bounce a chance. Can't take Everton. Um, so hopefully let's get Everton in the shit here with a Wolves win. Um, Wolves plus 220, 11-5. This has got nil one written all over it. The under two and a half is kind of the player instantly drawn. Ooh, it's too short. I can't play that. Um, Wolves are going to win this one nil Baz at 11-5. Yeah, I mean, I've, I haven't got too many... Uh... Complaints about that one. I've got a little bit different. I've I've got this down as a nil-nil. Both teams just yeah. don't fill you with any kind of confidence, any excitement. Everton have failed to score in the last three games. Um, Wolves do have, have trouble scoring. And it can be quite good defensively, Wolves, as well. So, um, although saying that, I mean, they haven't kept many clean sheets, Wolves. But if they're going to keep a clean sheet, then then here against Everton might, might be an option. Um I've went with the draw here because, again, I, I mean, this was a game I thought was horrible to, to look at. I just didn't know which way to go. So you, you could have told me you were going 1-0 1-0 Wolves. I wouldn't have really argued with you either way. Uh, so I've just went straight down the middle, 9-4 for the draw. Um, so plus 225. Uh, and, and I have a little dabble on the 0-0, 8-1. Yeah, that's fair enough, mate. I've, I've sort of picked three dogs here. What I said before about not wanting to take like, Brentford or the draw um, at home to Tottenham, I've got sort of three or four dogs and you're sort of looking at at least one of them or two of them winning. So, yeah, I've got Brentford earlier and I'm throwing Wolves in there and I've got a couple more to come as well. Um, three o'clock kickoff. Leicester take on Newcastle. Leicester are nine to four, uh, plus 2.25. The draw is five to two plus two fifty. Newcastle are the six to five favourites plus one twenty. Baz lead us off. Leicester versus Newcastle. Leicester Newcastle. 
miles away from Leicester, so it would have been good to get down for this game. But um, being Boxing Day, I've got loads of family commitments to do, so not happening, unfortunately. I have been down to Leicester for away games many times over the years, um, and usually with not much success. Um, definitely going into this one with a bit more confidence. Uh, so Newcastle um, going into the break, won the last five on the bounce. Um, as I say, we came out and had a win midweek, and I think we'll be a better team for that. Uh, similar to Leicester, though. Leicester did have a midweek game also. Confident uh, win. Good performance for them. Really mixed bag, Leicester, this season, but they did finish strongly with a couple of wins. Two clean sheets as well. West Ham and Everton before the break. Um, goals. I fancy goals in this game. Um, and, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not picking a side either way. I, I think Newcastle are scoring well but but I can see I can see Leicester possibly having a bit of a game as well that you know they are looking a better team um, more recently uh, Newcastle's sort of scoring around two goals every game 1.93 I think is their average um, goals conceded for Leicester they're conceding around uh, sort of over one and a half every game as well uh, I'll take Newcastle here to score two or more wow. um, I think we can nick this Two one, possibly Leicester. I might might have a, a better day than I expect, and they might be getting a two two or something. I can see Newcastle scoring a couple of times. Um, I think we're going to be be better for that game in the midweek. We we were scrappy midweek, um, but we were easily the, the better team. I think we got the result we deserved. Um, and as I say, I, I, yeah, I take Newcastle to score two or more. I think there's goals in these Boxing Day games, and I'll take the two to score two of them at least. Do you know what price that is, Baz? Or couldn't you have a look at Price, if you bear with us one second, I do. Um, evens, get evens for Newcastle to score two or more. No, really? I thought it would be a bit bigger than that. Uh, yeah, you, you're right. Two two form teams here. Uh, Leicester won four of the last five. Newcastle at the top of the form table. Leicester have been better on the road than at... Um, and then he said Filbert Street there. Christ. It was about 1993, wasn't it? Um Better at the King, uh, better on the road than at the King Power. But I just think, really think that's more of a fluke of the of the fixtures rather than than a trend. The, um, they've just been better in general lately. Um, both teams returned with a win in the League Cup. I thought Newcastle looked quite good. The bits are so um, Isaac uh, missing for for about another ten days for Newcastle. The key, really, handicap in this is James Madison. I think um, a genuine 50-50 chance to play in this one. Um, and will make a huge difference if he does play. I think how Newcastle are defending at the moment makes them always live in games. You say they're scoring a couple of goals a game, Baz, and even if they don't, they they haven't been conceding many. They look they look really good at the back. Um, I'm happy to take Newcastle in this spot. Um, I wasn't sure how I'd feel about it, but first time we're doing the prem. If I start jinxing him, I'll sharp change my tune about this one. Uh, but I'm going to take Newcastle here, price of six to five. Plus 120. Uh, next up, we have Southampton uh, taking on Brighton. Southampton are 13 to 10, plus 130. The draw is at 5 to 2, plus 250. Brighton are 15 to 13, stupid price, plus 115. So Southampton have a new manager, uh, Nathan Jones, came in from Luton Town. You see, I had to look that up because it was a um, head scratcher uh, trying to remember. Uh, what he'd done and how long he'd been there, etc. Um, Brighton in this are off four straight both teams to score and over two and a half goals. 
Um, Southampton aren't very good. They might get some new manager bounce in here. So this was quite a straightforward pick to, uh, to me. Yeah. The over two and a half is at nine to ten, minus one eleven. That looks great. Both teams to score is a bit shorter at three to four, minus one thirty three. Um, but if you want to couple them, if you want to parlay them, over two and a half goals and both teams to score is at a price of plus one twenty six to five. Um, and I love that, Baz. This is uh, so someone's going to win this 2-1, probably Brighton, but yeah, goals, 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 as you've already explained. That's my pick. Yeah, not too much to add there, but I've gone with the team goals again. Um, so you're right, 2-1 either way, but I'll, I'll hope it's Brighton because I'm taking Brighton to score two or more here at 11-10. I just think they're a better side. Southampton not conceding around two goals every game. Uh, not that strong defensively this season. Um, so I'll take Brighton to score two or more. At 11 to 10. You're doing an excellent job, Baz, of spotting when I'm wiping my nose and carrying on talking. Because you never stopped then. And then you spotted that I was uh, I was hooking a few yeah. loogies out here. And you, you're very professional. Wasn't even looking, to be honest. I had uh, I had my notes over ah. your uh, face. So I'd pure, purely by chance, can't take any credit for that one. Yeah, well, that's bleeding destroyed that then anyway. Uh, well, start looking because... It's important. Um, and we move to the 5.30 kickoff. Aston Villa against Liverpool. Aston Villa are 15 to 4, uh, plus 3.75. The draws at 3 to 1. And Liverpool here are 7 to 10, uh, minus 142. Baz, this is all you. Aston Villa against Liverpool. Yeah, you're not going to like this one, Tab, but. No. I don't know, it's a tough game. Both both uh, teams who, who struggled in the early part of this season um, but have found a bit more form in our way here. Uh, so, yeah, Villa coming back since Emery's arrived. They're, they're obviously starting to win games again. So, they have won three of the last four. Aston Villa um, scored a few goals in the process. Scored nine in, in those four games. Did have a 4-0 hammering from Newcastle in the middle of that. Um, but yeah, they did finish with a win against Man United and a, and a good win away to Brighton as well. Uh, but similar story for Liverpool, really mixed bag, but finished strongly with uh, back-to-back wins against Tottenham and Southampton, coming after def- terrible results, losing to Leeds and Forest. Um, I didn't have any huge feelings either way, um, but I thought Liverpool were an all-right price at 7-10 here. Um, I know you probably won't like it taking them at odds on. Oh, I'm just, but I'm disgusted. That's is what I am. Just take Liverpool on the. I think Liverpool will, will nick this two one or something like that. Uh, I think Liverpool, uh, Villa will put up a decent fight, but just you know, on paper, Liverpool are a far better side than this Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool are a far better side than this Villa side, and, and just short of evens, it's not. It's not massively odds on. Um, I'll, I'll take that price. I'll, I'll take my chances at 7 to 10. No, I'm not having that at all, Baz. That's bollocks. Um, the, yeah, both won two in a row. I think Villa, they haven't, they've still got a new manager glow, I think, going on. Uh, Villa, Emery's been there a little while now. Um, that 3-1 home win over Manchester United was excellent. Um, Liverpool lost 3-2 at City in the Cup a couple of nights ago, or just last night, in fact. And I really think that highlights their problems that they've got. Um, so they had those two wins last time but they did lose at home to Leeds and then at Forest the time before that Villa is sixth in the home table 
while Liverpool are 14th uh, in the away table. Uh, they've got five points from six games. Uh, 0.83 points per game, Liverpool on the road. And you want me to take them at 7 to 10, Baz? Uh, I'm not buying it. You shouldn't be selling it. Uh, give me Aston Villa 15 to 4 uh, plus 375 straight up on the money line. Uh, we will go to the evening game on Boxing Day. 8 o'clock kickoff. I haven't done the American kickoff times today, Baz. I've been a bit lax there. Uh, 8 p.m. in the UK, 3 p.m. Eastern time uh, kickoff between Arsenal and West Ham, where Arsenal are the 1 to 2, minus 200 favourites. Uh, the draw is at Burlington Bertie, 130, plus 333. West Ham, 11 to 2, uh, plus 550. Uh, there's a real difference in form here. Um, Arsenal um, come their league leaders. They have won three in a row and seven of the last eight. West Ham have lost three in a row and that includes two poor home defeats against Leicester and Crystal Palace. There are some trends here. Both teams to score, no. Uh, so both teams do not score, uh, if you want. Arsenal, um, only one of the last five uh, and West Ham, one of the last five uh, have both teams scored. So some decent trends there. The big um, handicap here for Arsenal I think it's um, the loss of Gabriel Jesus, um, who's been their talisman. As much as he hasn't contributed that much stats-wise, everyone's been having a little rant and rave about Gabriel Jesus. I'm not hugely convinced. Um, but uh, people do seem to like him. So it is a big test of Arsenal's season and their ability not to implode, which I think a lot of people are still expecting, me uh, included. I still think Arsenal are going to fuck this up. Um, Saliba... It faces a fitness test. He's been important at centre-back for them. The problem I've got here is I don't think West Ham are very good either. And I don't think they've got a striker. Um, Jared Bowen, I think, is going to have to play up top on uh, on this game. So Skamaka is injured and Antonio's just never fit. Um, so um, both teams to score no is at a price of minus 110. Five to six. But under two and a half goals here is at a little bit of a bigger price. It's even money, plus 100. Um, so, yeah, if if West Ham do nick one, uh, maybe they could nick a one also. So I'm going to stick with the under two and a half goals in the likely event that Arsenal win this one or two, nothing bad. Even money, under two and a half for me. Right. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going a bit rogue here. So Arsenal... Go on, Baz. Home, home record is, is outstanding. They've played six, won six. Um, West Ham away from home, only only four points in seven games. As you say, they've lost the the last three. Man United, Palace, Leicester, um, not really in good form. Uh, so yeah, no surprise to you that I'm back in West Ham here. Uh, basically, there's not a huge amount of statistical analysis to back up my pick here. Uh, but I just think Arsenal would have been one of those teams, you know, along with teams like Newcastle, who didn't want this break to come along. Absolutely flying. High, yeah. high, and then along comes this massive break and, and you know, coming out the other end of it, they've lost, as you say, that talisman. Uh, whereas West Ham would have been desperate for this break. A little bit of a reset. And as you say, it's a bit like a new season, new start. Um, so it's a bit of a feeling that, that there could be a bit of a twist in the fortunes of some of these teams. Um, having come off a bit of a break and had a bit of a time to sort of reset. 
Um, but nothing, as I say, statistically, but I've just got a feeling West Ham could get something out of the game. Um, I am going to be a, a little bit uh, soft with it, though, and uh, against your um, judgment oh, on me, double chance, six to four. Um, I just feel like that, you know, will the, will the struggle without Jesus? Possibly, possibly not. Uh, but will West Ham come back, uh, you know, in a bit of a better frame of, um, than they were before the break? Uh, so I'll take my chances. West Ham are the draw in this game at six to four plus one fifty. Um, that's that's the pick for me. You're a right fanny, Baz. Uh, I know all about it. Man. Huge fanny. You've changed me. Um, it's okay. We move on to uh, Tuesday, December the twenty seventh. Two games on Tuesday. Uh, both on the telly, uh, half past five uh, UK time, which is 12.30 um, Eastern time kickoff between Chelsea and Bournemouth, uh, where Chelsea are the three to ten uh, favourites, minus 3.33. The draw is at nine to two, plus 4.50. Bournemouth are at a price of nine to one. Baz, what you got, Chelsea, Bournemouth? Um. Yeah, both both teams in, in poor form, really, aren't they? Chelsea came into this off into the break without the win in five. Lost a good good win three 0 against Everton before the break, but had lost four on the spin prior to that. So two teams in poor form. Um, how they come back, we'll we'll soon find out. Um, so what I've went with here is is goals again. There's going to be goals in these Boxing Day games. Uh, and this game should have a few. Basically, most of me thinking on this is, is around Bournemouth and, and the fact they can't defend very well. Um, Bournemouth conceding 3.4 goals per game away from home. And away f- and, and the total goals away from home in, in games involving Bournemouth have been uh, 4.7 per game. Uh, so they do score in a lot of games. They're, they're, they're scoring more than a goal per game on the road, and Chelsea are conceding around a goal per game as well. So I think there's potential, you know, Bournemouth might nick one. Um, but either way, there's potential for Chelsea to get get three on their own here. Um, Overs is a, a little bit short, four to six. Um, but given those numbers, as I say, Bournemouth on the road, averaging total goals of 4.7, I take four to six for over 2.5 goals in this game all day long. Okay, I'm starting to write your picks down here, Baz. Over two and a half, uh, four to six. Yeah, there's a lot of red in this in these form lines when you put them up to have a look. Red, everyone keeps getting beat. So um, Chelsea haven't won in five. Uh, Bournemouth did beat Everton last time out, but lost four on the spin before that. Um, there's no way you could take Chelsea in any capacity here. Um, you certainly wouldn't be taking a bit. Um, 100 to 30 on and then you wouldn't want to be taking them on the handicap or whatever that's savage amusement that's not for me at all um, Chelsea are on a run of under two and a half Spawnmouth are on a run of over two and a half um, sorry apart from uh, the, the, the one anomaly that was just getting humped against Brighton um, so yeah it was hard to take uh, sides on those more traditional markets so I got myself into the corners Baz I finished strong in the World Cup on the corners um, so I'm a self-proclaimed corners expert here now Chelsea are averaging bright Baz add this up in your brain right 5.56 home corners Bournemouth are averaging 2.57 corners away from home what's the total there Baz? 
Come on. Uh, around eight. It is eight point one three. Yeah, eight point one three. Yeah. Um, yeah. Around's not good. Yeah, the lines are ten bad. Um, under ten corners is plus money. It is at eleven to ten. Uh, plus one ten. So. I've got a, I've got a corner. I've got nearly two full corners uh, there going for us. So, um, yeah, I think this could finish at eight or nine corners. In which case, I'll take the under ten corners uh, at plus one ten. Yeah, you like that, don't you? Not bad. Not bad. No, not bad. Um, one more game on Tuesday, the twenty seventh, is the eight pm uh, UK time, which is the three pm Eastern time kickoff between Manchester United and Nottingham Forest. Um, Similar lines to the last one. Manchester United are 130 on, minus 333. Um, the draws at 92, plus 450. Nottingham Forest are 10 to 1. Um, this pick, Baz, hit me straight away. The minute I got some stats and a couple of um, and a couple of things up there, just, it just jumped off the page here. Um, Manchester United in the last three home games have not conceded a goal. Nottingham Forest to field to score in the last four away games. Uh, bish, bash, bosh. It's a boring pick and I hate it, Baz. Manchester United win to nil. It's even money, plus 100. Um, and that's it. In and out. Yeah, not bad. Um, I, I looked at the same thing. I mean, Forest's away form is is awful, isn't it? Two points away from home and they've only scored one goal away from home all season. Um so I, I, I consider the win to nil. Uh, it's not where I've ended up, but um, don't mind that at all. Uh, Forest do concede close to three goals a game away from home. I'm sure it's something like two point seven goals per game is their away form. Um, so I do think Man United will win. I do think win to nil. I'm thinking two nil, three nil, possibly. So the one for me was a Man United handicap um, at around four to five, min- min- minus one point five. Uh, that was the pick for me. Man United to win by two or more. Um, yeah, like I say, I do hate it. I'll be happy to lose this one. I thought they, Man United started against Burnley, uh, just carried on just being lucky. They weren't very good and really Burnley had ample opportunity to take something for that game. Man United won 2-0 and then they fanny on with a cup draw an hour later and Man United get home to Charlton Athletic. Like It's just a constant stream of dog shit. I uh, so you can file that under when we asked at the top of the show how biased we're going to be in our handicapping. Um, they just immediately continue to agitate me uh, the minute we've returned to domestic action. Our final game then is on Wednesday evening, the 28th, 8pm kickoff, 3pm Eastern time between Leeds and Manchester City, where Leeds are 17-2 plus 850. Uh, the draws at five to one, and Manchester City are a prohibitive seven to twenty-five. Go figure. Minus three fifty-seven for City. Baz, um, tell us who's going to win this and by how many? Uh, Man City are going to win probably by three. <laughs> oh, that's a lot. Um, that's even more. Oh, you're going up the ladder, Baz. You're going up the Christmas ladder, like no, Santa. I've, I've took Get the handicap for Man City. Um, let's have a have a. Quick look. Good results, didn't they? Beat Liverpool 2-1. Followed that up with a 4-3 against Bournemouth, but then lost 4-3 to Spurs. So they've conceded seven in the last two games against Tottenham and Bournemouth. Um, 
City haven't been blowing teams away this year as, as much as, as we've seen in the past, uh, but they did look decent last night. The other thing with this game, it's played on the 28th, so City have got a decent break, um, six days between last night's game, whereas sort of Liverpool are, are playing four days later. City have got a decent rest, which uh, should bring back in the likes of Foden, Grealish, Stones, all those players who who didn't get involved last night um, should be raring to go by, by the time we get round to the 28th. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've got it down as sort of a 3-0 Man City. I think City in the handicap, uh, minus 1.5 at 8 to 11. Um, you know, slightly short, uh, but it's probably my my sort of bet of the week. My lock would be City minus 1.5. Um, so, it's, so it's playing it a bit cautious again, going for 1.5. I do think they can win by more. So, as you see, going up the ladder, you know, you can get City to score three or more um, at evens. And then you can, if you want to sort of work your way up there, you'll you know you'll get five to two, maybe three to one for them to score four or more, and maybe it's eight to one, seven eight to one for them to score five. You can sort of go up if you want to. I think City will get goals. I think you know, follow me me thoughts of, of a lot of goals in these these fixtures, this round of fixtures, uh, but City will get a load of them. Well, fair enough. Um... You should ask for a set of balls for Christmas pass, maybe Santa could sort you out there uh, before we record our next one. Uh, that was a good joke. Uh, Leeds are um, playing mad, aren't they? You don't really know what they're going to do, except you know it's going to be slightly bonkers. They've had back-to-back four threes um, with a 3-2 thrown in there four games ago. Um, Man City came back with a 3-2. Uh, did lose the last goal to Brentford, so you Right, you're all sold it. Everything's funneling. Feels like a trap. This this feels like this week's trap game. Um, it's all funneling you down to the uh, to goals and Man City going to win one nil. Um, finding a bet in the Man City games is always quite tricky because they are seven to twenty five. You're kind of three and a half to one on. Um, Leeds do have some injuries. Um, Tyler Adams is suspended as well. Um. I went a little bit mad here, Baz. I went a bit off the cuff. Um, I did. I've got something for our US betters that might not be able to find these more these dafter markets. Um, so a late goal caught my eye, Baz. A goal after seventy nine minutes um, is five to six. Just because there's mad stuff going on in these Leeds games, there's always something changing. Um, there could be three goals after seventy nine minutes. So that was um, a price of five to six. Um, and then I found a bet, Baz, which was the total goal minutes. And this market is you just add them up, add the minutes up. So if they score 10, 36 and 72, you'd get to 118. That's twice in one show we've done maths. Um, the total buzz is 175. Um, so I want to take the over here because I like these late goals. So like you say, we could get 30, we could get 72, we could get 85. And then over we go, over 175 goal minutes at plus 110. For any US betters who are stuck to the more traditional markets in the state, um, over three and a half goals is at a price of plus 110. So something like a 3-1 Manchester City win, or they could just run off with it, um, as Baz kind of discussed. So um, could be one of those 1954 scorelines, a 7-4 kind of thing. So um, I think... Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, um, that's got us to the end of the of the show, Baz. Is there anything else we need to talk about? Anything we've missed out on? Um, did you have a parlay you wanted to throw I out? Have, of, yeah, um, yeah, I've, I've, I've chucked a parlay in there, and I've got my my underdog of the week as well. I think Fulham to beat Palace at five to two. I know you've took Palace in the money line. 
Um, <laughs> and I did go both teams to score. But I think Fulham could could nudge Palace five to two. I think it's a good price. Fulham with Palace, it does depend on Mitrovic. I'd like to see Mitrovic start before I take that price. Uh, but that, that was the one underdog I fancied. But I have got a treble here. Um, I'm going to look at chuck a, chuck a parlay out every week. Um, and this week I went for team goals. I've got Liverpool to score two or more, Brighton to score two or more, and Man City to score three or more. Comes out at six to one for the treble. There. So parlay the three of those up uh, and capture six to one. On the Thursday night, oh, oh, sorry, the twenty eighth, whatever day that is, I don't know what day. Anything, yeah. Um, so yeah, six to one for that treble. Uh, Jumbo and I had a party with Andy Cole in the Three Mile Inn because we got confused about what day it was at Christmas. No, <laughs> Andy Cole and Lee Clark. That's a story for another show. Uh, but yeah, Andy Cole quite angered me one night in the Three Mile. Uh, for not knowing just what day it was over Christmas, because who does? Um, yeah, we still haven't decided if we're going to do things like locks, dogs, uh, parlays, etc. Because um, it's a very movable feast, this show, Baz, and I don't think we need to be forced uh, down an alleyway. I don't like this lock thing. The only thing with the lock thing is it makes you feel like you're tracking them. And frankly, I've got no fucking intention of tracking anything we pick on here. If I have a good week, I'll sit here and cheer. If I have a bad week, I'll just sit here and giggle. And that's it, like, because... Um, so the yeah, I think we've always said, haven't we? The, the show we don't want it to be too serious about, you know, half yeah. a unit here, one unit here, a quarter of a unit on this. We're just throwing out our thoughts on the games, aren't we? Yeah. Some things will resonate with people. They'll hear what we've got to say. They'll hear our reasoning behind it, and they might like it, and they might go and have a pun on it. They might sit there and think we're talking absolute garbage, and happily go the opposite way. That's fine. We're not sitting here saying we're experts. You follow everything we're going for. Um, We'll just throw more ideas out. We're not taking ourselves yeah. too serious here. And we'll throw out some good stuff. We'll throw out some bad stuff. Let's uh, let's see where we where we go with it. But yeah, I'm with you on that. What I tend to do when I'm listening to the NFL picture or whatever it is, I've got an idea in my head. And if they agree with it, then I, I want to back it. And if they don't agree with it, then I still want to back my pick anyway. So it's kind of, you're looking for a little bit of positive reinforcement on your own stuff um, rather than... Um, we might we might shed some light um, every now and again, Baz. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed that, Baz. Good effort there. We've knocked out a solid hour of uh, what would effectively be a pub chat. So um, well done. Did you enjoy that, Baz? Yes, it was good. Yeah, and uh, as I say, looking forward to getting back. I love the festive period where there's games yeah. all the time. Nobody, you know, not at work, so you can just sit and watch football for days on end. So uh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to the NFL as well over the next few days. Um, and I think we'll probably. Be back on one on the twenty eighth. I would have thought if it fits in with the schedule, we'll come back on. We'll review these games and we'll be straight back into, you know, the new year feast. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's twenty eighth. Um, after that, Manchester City Leeds game is concluded. We can review everything. Um, like Bass says, uh, NFL on Christmas Day. So don't forget the bingo. Uh, download the SGP and app and enter the bingo competition. It's probably good fun. Um, and even if you. Um, on this side of the pond and you're not a, a big NFL uh, person guaranteed you'll be looking for something to watch and have a little bit of uh, shenanigans with on Christmas Day night and there's three NFL games and you just get a little bingo card and every time someone scores you can cross your players off um, and uh, yeah it's loads of good fun and anyone who wins is going to win $100 um, so thank you very much Paz I enjoyed that um, thanks everyone for listening uh, Mike and Natasha particularly enjoyed their company tonight um, we'll be back on Wednesday night. Merry Christmas, everybody, as much as uh, I am a morose get and don't really observe these things. I hope everyone has a lovely time. 
I uh, hope you get to eat and drink and uh, have some fun with the fam, etc. Um, good luck with your bets, more importantly. Um, we'll be back during the week, but until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>